Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I am Benjamin Morse. This week we are on episode four of the conversation series, this one with Rafiq. Uh, He is another student in my design class at Viola University. Um, After this, we have two more episodes in the conversation series, and then we'll be moving on and uh, not quite sure what I'm going to do after that, but we will keep moving. Uh, So stick around, hit subscribe leave a review, click that like button, you know how it go. Um, Was that cringy enough? Anyways, uh, thanks for tuning in, share with your friends, and here is Rafiq. Hello, Rafiq. Hello. (laughs) Rafiq, Abu Salaman. Yeah, that's right. All right, dude. I'm impressed. Thanks for for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Of course. appreciate it. So you're... uh, also a student in my design class, and we're working on the conversation. And so for that project, though, like, what are you, what are you doing? Uh, what I decided to do is <clears throat> two, basically two sections. Uh, the, first, the first part was the idea of your favorite book and scanning a page or taking a picture of the page. And I, I just, like, combine all of us like uh, we are like seven or eight and we like combine all of the favorite books and like try to come up with like basically like sentences or Mm -hmm. kind of words between those those pages Mm -hmm. that convey a message um that's one part um the other part was um the idea of god conversing with us Mm -hmm. and how does that take place and I know it's 100% different for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I find it really interesting to, to listen to other people's intel of, like, how do they think God converse with them. Um, and I take that information and just basically design off of it. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice. And uh, why the books are you, uh, like, reading? <laughs> here's the thing. Actually, like... So if if you guys don't know if you get, you're hearing, I'm I'm I came from Egypt like f- five ish years ago, and s- like before that I never finished a book in my life. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> see, it's it's that bad. Okay. I mean, like I was never like I would say like if if something doesn't interest me that much, I will just not do it. Uh-huh. So if the book by like the first second chapter isn't intriguing to me uh-huh. I just leave it uh-huh. um, and no book had ever been interesting enough for you yeah I mean <laughs> <laughs> I mean the only thing that stuck with me is, is Harry Potter okay and um, at the time um, my, my older brother had had his like Arabic copies uh-huh. I would try to read it but it was just too much for me because like the Arabic was so complicated um, it was so formal, so I was like, it's so boring for me. Really? Um, it wasn't written for, like, kids in Arabic? I honestly, I cannot remember. But I think it was, like, it wasn't conveying the image I saw in the movie. Because mm. I, I remember I remember instinctively the first movie it came out. Like, the first movie came out, I was, I was a little kid. Um, and I remember it very well. And when I tried to read it, I didn't feel the same feeling in the Arabic version. I, maybe because... I don't know. I didn't understand because I was I was I was young, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, uh, I would always like start something, never finish it because 
it's it just takes a lot of time to actually sit mm-hmm. and read, yeah. which something it I yeah, <laughs> didn't allow to do. But since I came here, um, that changed, and I found reading very intriguing. Uh, a lot of things I like. I've been reading more into theology and apologetics and stuff like that, which requires a lot of reading. Mm-hmm. So I enjoyed that. And when the first when the project came about, I was. I was actually rereading Harry Potter too in English. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, and I've been reading a couple of books. Like, so that came into my mind is like, actually, like the books you read say a lot about you. Yeah, true. And your favorite books say a lot about you. So that was interesting for me. Yeah, that's really interesting. I'm excited to see uh, how yeah, that same. comes out. <laughs> same, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think we're all in that space. Like, mm. oh, I wonder how this is going to turn out. <laughs> for it's, sure. It's due in like two weeks or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So. Like uh, like in the download, I haven't started. <laughs> I mean, I have visual image, but I haven't actually like put it on design. Same. The yeah. only thing I've started is the, pod, the like, podcast. Doing yeah. The podcasts. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I still have like three more people to get through. <laughs> so I got to squeeze them all in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got this, man. <laughs> I know. But it should be good. Mm. should be good. Um, so yeah, you're from Egypt originally. Yeah. Born there. Yeah, I've I've been I've been born and raised uh, in Egypt. I came here when I was nineteen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, all my life I I was there. <laughs> and why did you guys move here? Um, <clears throat> well, there are a couple of things, but the main the main main reason was my dad wanted to get a doctoral degree, mm-hmm. uh, actually from Biola too. Um, so this was the main reason that we wanted to move. Um, the secondary reasons were the I don't know if you heard about or anyone heard about the Egyptian revolution and there was a lot of troubles going on and for one year um, the Muslim Brotherhood took over um, and my mom was a Christian woman in the media she worked at the media oh wow so discrimination wise that was very very hard for her um so yeah and and they they talked to me and i said yeah i absolutely would love to move um given the idea that i wanted to be a designer since very young Mm -hmm. and knowing that moving to the u.s would just jump like kick jump my career Mm -hmm. um because i see personally that in Egypt it's not as powerful, like designer art wise, mm-hmm. as for like, like LA. Yeah, for you sure. know. So, so yeah, that's that's those are the reasons. Nice. Yeah. And how have you liked it out here? <laughs> uh, <laughs> in comparison now. Uh, I mean, I like it. I mean, do you um, miss it a lot or Egypt? I do miss it because, at the end of the day, it's home. Yeah, but. Uh, here's the thing. I, I, it may sound weird to a lot of people, but I'm not like attached to the place. Mm-hmm. Just the people. The people, basically. For sure. Um, <clears throat> which is, I, I don't know, because I, I, I thought I'm attached to the place mm-hmm. and I like, quote unquote, would love to be attached to the place, but I'm not. And I, and I find it interesting in, in a couple of ways. One is... Which is good, is that I'm not attached to a place and my identity is not in a place. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the other way, some people may look at it as like you never loved Egypt or something like that, you know. But yeah. um, 
But what, what I miss the most about Egypt is the culture, which is something that is kind of lacking here a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think, but yeah, but other, other than that, I love, I love how everything functions and <clears throat> schooling-wise. I, I mean, I've never attended, like, university in Egypt, but yeah, yeah. Um, especially at Biola, you know, like, it's, <laughs> it's absolutely different. Oh, for sure. Um, and I love, I, yeah, I, I just like, I like that. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing, yeah. So what was your, you mentioned you knew from a young age that you wanted to be an artist or designer. Yeah. So, yeah. like, how did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know how, but I don't know. Like, I remember when I was young, I would, like, riding in the backseat of, of the car when like, we're driving around uh-huh. and watching billboards and watching, like, advertisements on the street. And I found it really intriguing and really interesting. Um and since that, I was like, okay, like, this is cool. I'd like to, I'd like to see that. Uh, I like see what I can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a little bit later on, I was good at art and like in, in school. Mm-hmm. Um, I would do like, like techniques that other kids won't and don't know, and I would just create stuff. Mm-hmm. And the teacher would be shocked <laughs> that I'm doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah, one time we were doing something with paint, and in my mind, I just took a straw and put paint in it. I started like spraying it, mm-hmm. like like breathing into it or blowing into it, and it, it it like and the other side was really like cool texture on the on the paper, mm-hmm. um, but it was really dangerous. Could <laughs> I would just wall it uh, paint? But yeah, um, since then, like the teacher would like talk to my parents like no he's he has he has future in that and he has eye in art and so yeah um i remember like downloading photoshop uh and just start playing Mm -hmm. you know i was (laughs) actually like a few weeks back i looked into the first things that i did in photoshop Mm -hmm. and it was terrible oh Oh, my god (laughs) it's always fun to go (laughs) go back and look at old yeah it was insanely bad um, but yeah, I remember doing that and t- t- till this day, like me and my mom would talk, like, I remember the day that I told my mom that I want to be a designer. Um, <clears throat> I was in sixth grade, I think. And we were walking, we, were, we just parked our car and going up home. And I was like, mom, I, I think I want to be a designer. I think this is this thing I want to do. And she being a mom, like tired of all the day <laughs> like she's like trying to shut me up and she's like oh yeah sure you know mm-hmm. and then fast forward to graduating high school um so she's like okay what do you guys what do you want to do like what school are you looking forward to like applying and stuff mm-hmm. i was like i want to go to art school like design i remember i told you that i don't know if you remember or not and she's yeah. like oh like, <laughs> you still want to do that uh, i was like yeah it never changed um so yeah, so that that thing like I always wanted to to do this, mm-hmm. um, but there's always like, of course like in Egyptian culture there is like a lot of uh, conservativity ish. Mm-hmm. Um, like thankfully my parents weren't conservative mm-hmm. in that in that area, but um, a lot of parents would think that it's not a money making business, quote yeah. unquote. And like if you're not a doctor or lawyer. Or like engineer. accountant, engineer, whatever. Yeah. Then you're just failing a life, you know. Yeah. Um, 
<clears throat> so that that one thing, thankfully, like my parents weren't like that. Um, they they talked to me into like the idea of okay, just make sure that you know that you're going into this, that you're not gonna make a lot of money, <laughs> and it can be a struggle and all of this. And I I, I remember like thinking a lot about it. Um, and actually, when I came here, um, first year I was uh, in design uh, and art, and then. I thought about it and thought about, okay, so is this the way I want to live and stuff like that? And I actually looked into changing majors. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really love sports and I love biology and kinesiology. Um, so I thought into looking into that. And, mm-hmm. But then just looking at the courses that I'm going to take and stuff like that, I was like, I'm not interested, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm very passionate about art and this is what I really want to do. And if I'm not going to make a lot of money... I don't really care because mm-hmm. um, I'm not the person who likes to buy a lot of stuff, which is cool. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I was I was never into like buying good clothes or uh, not good, but I mean like designer brand yeah, yeah, or like yeah. whatever. Um, so yeah, I was I was never into like okay, so I need a big house or like the American dream, quote unquote, that mm-hmm. people want to do, you know. Uh, I would be very happy in an apartment, like, by myself, like, a, a studio, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so the money part wasn't an issue for me. And I talked with my parents about this, and they, they understood. Um, and, yeah, they were, they were, like, they, like, encouraged me to do, keep going, which is pretty awesome. So. Nice. Yeah. And so, you, but you never went to college out in Egypt, so... No. You moved here. Did you go to a different college before Biola? I did, yeah. Um... So I finished high school in Egypt, uh, and then right after finishing high school, we moved here. Mm-hmm. So uh, the first year, uh, it was a little tough because I was considered international student. Yeah. Um, and the idea of like paying for classes and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I actually like when I was in Egypt, I was accepted in Biola. Oh, okay. Um, I applied and accepted, but. The fact that me and my dad would go here, he's a doctor, and me in bachelor's was really tough because like yeah. we didn't have enough money for both of us. Yeah. Um. So and I was like, and I learned that oh, I can finish my journal ed in 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 a community college or something and transfer to Biola, uh, which ended up happening. Uh, so when I first came, uh, went to uh, East Los Angeles College, mm-hmm. and I took a couple of courses there. Um, I, ha- I had actually like quote unquote like gap year because mm-hmm. I only took one one class which is a health class <laughs> the, f- the first year I came here mm-hmm. um, yeah th- th- thinking back it wasn't very um, productive for me I, <laughs> I just played a lot of video games yeah. All right. um, getting, getting used to the new place so. yeah yeah um, was it your first time in the states yeah it was it was first time outside of like Arab countries, basically. Wow. Um, yeah, so I moved here. So how good was your English at the time? Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, personally, I thought it was bad. Mm-hmm. But other people would are kind of impressed. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, because when I grew up in Egypt, I grew up around, like, I listened a lot to, like, American or, like, English, English songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved 
love rap. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that absolutely helped me, for sure. Interesting. Uh, and I watch a lot of like, TV shows um, mm-hmm. in English, like... Like friends and like uh, how I met your mother. I remember like watching those and like watching English movies and stuff. So, mm-hmm. and my school in Egypt was like a private school, mm-hmm. a Christian private school. Um, so we learned a lot. English as a second language was was big. Like we learned everything in English. So I think I had like a solid foundation coming in. Yeah, but the idea of like. Saying it out loud or speaking, yeah, the language, it's new. yeah, it's new because in Egypt, like when you learn in English and when you hear uh, songs or like lyrics or whatever, yeah, you we say it in that context. You mm-hmm. like you you never just talk, yeah, in English, you know, exactly. So yeah, it was it was kind of tough. Uh, the first year especially, it was yeah, I had to to pause a lot to just think of like how I want to say this, you For know. Sure. Um, but yeah. Uh, and then, now that you've been here a while, is your Arabic kind of off, or? <laughs> <laughs> um, not really. I mean, because... You still use it at home? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, yeah, my I talk with Arabic to my parents all the time. Okay. Um, it's not off, in a sense of, like, an accent or whatever, mm-hmm. but when I start to speak, like, full-on Arabic sentences... I would just sneak in English words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't know what it is, but like I feel like I can express more in English, mm-hmm. which is interesting. It's very yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why, but I feel like... I think because like most of like quote-unquote adult life mm-hmm. was in English and like most mm-hmm. of my reading was in English too. Yeah. Like the most like intense reading stuff was in English mm-hmm. so I know how to express those in English words that makes sense yeah uh, but yeah like all of my friends like uh, all of my friends even like Ar- like Arabic friends Egyptian friends we, we speak Arabic mm-hmm. like we sneak in a couple of English words here and there but yeah mainly Arabic nice yeah that's so interesting uh, yeah I was curious because I didn't know you spoke it at home I wasn't sure oh really yeah but if you if you didn't I don't know. Do you think you would like forget a lot, or because there wouldn't be a lot of opportunity for you yeah, to yeah. be speaking in Arabic? Yeah. Um, I don't think that I would. I mean, as I said, like some some expressions, like I would I would just forget how to express different things. Yeah. yeah. But I wouldn't like forget an accent or like how yeah, to yeah. fluently speak it. You know what I mean? Okay. I don't think so, because like. Like, once you have it, you always have it? I think so. And also in a sense that, like, the church that I go to is in Arabic. And, like, all my friends are, like, like close friends are, like, are Egyptians mm-hmm. too. So it's something, it, it's it's incorporated in, yeah, like, gotcha. what I do or, like, what's happening around me. Gotcha. You know? So, yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, so you had no, like, formal arts education in Egypt, right? It was all, like, self-taught? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, not a formal arts at all. Like the the last thing that I remember was, it was like middle school, I mm-hmm. think it was like the art class, like the general general art classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing, um, nothing to, like in computers or anything. It's just like draw something or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, everything like it was. I was self taught. Um, I jumped into Photoshop. And I just start doing things. Mm-hmm. 
just pretty like think about it because me and my best friend now that's like he's still my best friend now which is a different story he, he moved before me in three years and I moved after him three years and mm-hmm. we landed up in the same place oh wow yeah, he's also in he's Bay Area? here yeah oh wow but he's now in like San Francisco studying okay. but yeah it was it's a super Dang. super cool story <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so me and him we started together like the Photoshop mm-hmm. uh, experimentation thing and we'd just do do th- something like and show him and he would do something and show me and we just play off each other and like pushing each other boundaries a little yeah. bit. Sounds like the conversations book project. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, yeah, I think about it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So we also were like really into soccer or like football. Um, yeah, football. Yeah, football. Yeah, I just, I don't, just, like, <laughs> I don't want to say football and everyone thinks about American football because. That we weren't into that when we were younger. No, but yeah. football sucks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I played it when I was in Egypt. Actually, it was pretty oh, interesting. Really? Yeah, oh, nice. I was I was in the first team ever created American football in Egypt. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow. Now we actually have a league and like a whole league and stuff. Dang. Which is I don't know whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we would make like we would just Photoshop ourselves with like our favorite team badges or something mm. or like. When, when Egypt were, like, playing, like, a tournament, we just, you know what I mean? Like, stuff oh, yeah, like that, yeah. you know? That's that, cool. Yeah. It, it, was really, it was a really interesting time. And, and that, that what pushed our, like, creativity to, like, oh, that's cool. I, I, would, I wish I would put myself into this, you know? Mm-hmm. So we would do that. Um, yeah. So, and then just from there, it just took off. Like, I, I took, like, at church, uh, one of our leaders were... He was a designer, mm-hmm. um, and he would do like courses on a Saturday. You oh, know, wow. like yeah, it was me and a couple other kids. We're really interesting, uh, interested in, in design. We just go there Saturday morning, just sit there for like two hours and just take courses. That's like so interesting. Yeah, so all of my design things is soft taught. Mm-hmm. Um, even when I came here too, um, just YouTube. Just whatever, like if I want to do really something cool in Illustrator or Photoshop, I would just, if I can't, I just Google it. Okay, yeah. how to do this? And it just pops out. I'm just watching tutorials, you know? Yeah, that's the way to go. Yeah. Uh, I feel like, I, I, like, this, this would like sound kind of bad, but I feel like I learned more on my own than from school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in, in art, I mean, for real. Yeah. Um, I mean, art art school is just good for like connection and direction yeah. more than actually learning the craft. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, so yeah. the actual like techniques and like the process, you and even here we're encouraged to find that on our own. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, definitely in classes mostly fine tuning and yeah, the, like you said, direction and getting assistance, getting a. But, like, the professors want you to already know how yeah, to do exactly. it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So that you can take their direction and, you know, be successful. Yeah. As opposed to, like, because, like you said, all that, everything, all the techniques and stuff is available for free online. So mm-hmm. we're paying all this money. Like, why would yeah. why would they want to, they want to make help us make the most of what we're paying for, yeah. I think. <laughs> uh, so if they're like, oh, if you can find that on YouTube, then, like, why would... 
I waste my expertise on telling you how to do that. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I can, that makes sense. I can use my time better. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but definitely, like, there's so many resources online that are yeah. so helpful. And yeah. uh, when I started out, that's, like, kind of how I mm-hmm. uh, started going. Like, I had to get direction before that to kind of tell me, like, oh, yeah. this is available for you. And then yeah. once I figured that out, I was like, okay. And, yeah, I could yeah. pretty much find out how to do whatever. Yeah. And, Especially, like, now with, like, Linda, Linda.com. Oh, yeah, like, Linda's the best. Yeah. This is not sponsored by Linda. <laughs> if you want to sponsor us, you're welcome. I know, Linda should sponsor us. <laughs> Linda is, like, a, it's like a subscription site where yeah. you can take, there's courses. Courses, yeah. Online courses, Whatever. video courses from professionals, mm. basically covering anything you could ever want, from, yeah. like, language learning to software, music. Mm-hmm. Uh, business, like statistics, stock market, like yeah. anything is on Linda, yeah. and Viola offers it for free, and it's yeah. like really helpful. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> it's really good. So I've used it a bunch. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, what were we talking about, though? <laughs> oh, I have a question though. Yeah. Um, so having been mostly self-taught, and also with the cultural background of growing up in Egypt and uh, using that context as like a foundation for your art making do you see like a large difference between how you approach design and say like how I or other students who grew up here uh, approach it uh I feel like look short answer absolutely yes Mm -hmm. um but a little bit of a longer answer the idea of everything happens in one's life just shapes who they are yeah and maybe like i don't like when i when i create art i don't necessarily consciously dig into the egyptian like roots or like arabic roots to find answers Mm -hmm. but i think that they are influenced 100 percent. yeah yeah i'd agree with you like it's unfair i mean I understand, like, my yeah. my making is completely different from, like, Ari's, you know, yeah, even yeah, though she, yeah. you know, she grew up in California also. Yeah. Um, I was just wondering, like, if you see yeah, anything yeah. specific yeah. there that, like, maybe you... Not, not necessarily, because when I was in Egypt, too, like, I was always, like, looking into the Western art mm-hmm. more than more than uh, Eastern art. Yeah, okay, is, so you had a so, lot of Western yeah, like, uh, music like, as well. Expe- and, uh, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why when I came here and the transition was, was kind of easy, especially in art, because mm-hmm. like that, this is what I wanted, what, what, sorry, this is what I studied and like what I looked at and what I yeah. aspired to have in my art was Western. Mm-hmm. So when I came here, I didn't find like it wasn't influenced that much from like Eastern, uh, mm-hmm. like Arabic kind of art. Um, but the thing is when it comes to search for, or like having anything that looks like Arabic art, or um, working for Arabic, like Egyptian client or Arabic clients, hundred mm-hmm. uh, percent, I would understand more of what yeah. they were under- looking for. Have you done? Have you worked for Arabic clients? Uh, not like clients as work. Not professionally. Yeah, not professionally. But, but I helped tons in my church, uh-huh. which is. It's, yeah, it's all Arabic Egyptian. church, and 
the thing uh, the thing is like when I especially in, in the church like when I design something I have to design English and Arabic mm. and it has a lot of obstacles in that because whatever like for example if you're if you're writing a word in English and this is like the like the title of the of the event mm-hmm. uh, it would look totally different in Arabic like oh, the sure. uh, so you have to yeah think so, about that when you're <clears throat> exactly so you have to design uh, a layout which fits both mm-hmm. together on the same thing mm-hmm. so that's an interesting challenge <laughs> it is interesting <laughs> it is very interesting yeah um, yeah also like the font wise especially like Illustrator and Photoshop they I don't know why but they're like not compatible with Arabic as much mm. like when so Arabic letters when they when you when you write a word they are like intertwined with each other kind of like yeah. they like it's like cursive in English you know mm-hmm. like they're, they're mm-hmm. like the same thing yeah uh, but when I write it in Photoshop they write separate letters next mm. to each other so what do you have, do you have to like manually no what what or? I did what I found actually like a software in line like a website which I put in the words that I want to have in Arabic. And like copy paste kind of? Yeah, and, <laughs> and the, the website would flip it for me mm. and I copy the flipped side and when I put it in Photoshop, it will flip it and it will be normal. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's a long it's a long process. But I think, I think the worst part about this is not like the copying or pasting, but it's, it's the fonts. Because mm-hmm. I don't... I don't know, like trying to get something that visually visual, matches yeah, up with the exactly. English text. Yeah, and the, yeah, it's it's an it's a not it's a, another obstacle you have. Mm-hmm. You want it. You, have you to want them to make sense together. together. Yeah, but it's tough. I bet. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, is there like as many font options for Arabic as there are English? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like stylistically. Like? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, for sure, mm-hmm. but. Um, I haven't explored a lot of uh, Arabic fonts mm-hmm. um, as much as I explore English, of course. Um, because, like for example, if if you're looking for like Typekit, uh, like the normal Adobe fonts that they get, you don't have Arabic in there. Mm-hmm. Like probably a couple. Mm-hmm. But if you if you want something that um, really looks good, you have to like search for it, you know, mm-hmm. and What's the interesting thing is like the fonts or like the Arabic text that are usually handwritten, mm-hmm. um, which is the, it's Arabic calligraphy is very famous. Yeah, and my handwriting is very very bad. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I like I I did not practice calligraphy. Mm-hmm. Um, I find it really intriguing, but um, but yeah, I feel like if you search for it and like you find good designers who design fonts, like Arabic fonts. Um, that would be very helpful for you, but yeah. They, are all, they, uh, are most of the fonts based on the calligraphy? Um, uh, not really. Like visually, no? Um, uh, there are, there are some, mm-hmm. but it's, it's very hard to design a font based on calligraphy because like the, sh- the shapes of the letters take different forms in different positions in the word. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. That's tough. It is really tough because so so now there, it's it, it's kind of like it's probably impossible to have 
a calligraphy like complicated font Arabic font mm-hmm. that would fit perfectly you know what I mean yeah uh, at least I haven't seen it maybe someone have you could be the first one to make yeah. it yeah <laughs> make it wow make right? it and then sell it and then uh, get rich you know? yeah get rich with Arabic fonts yeah uh, <laughs> but yeah cause like like one letter um, has like three different forms really yeah, so like for example, let's take like, like uppercase, lowercase. No, there were no upper or lower cases mm-hmm. in, in, in Arabic. But um, like so let's take for example like the letter A. Okay, so the letter A, if it's in the first letter of the word, yeah. it would have a different form than it, if it's in the middle. Then it's from the last. Really, so that's I true mean, for every. I mean the letter A. I mean yeah, it is because. It, it also depends on what letter is before it as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's very complicated because there are some letters that you can that you can combine mm-hmm. and there are some letters that you can't. You know what really? I mean? Yeah. It's, it's so complicated. Did you have to like memorize all those different little interactions that the letters have when you're like learning how to write? Yeah. I mean, when I was younger. I mean, now it's second nature. But, oh, for sure. Uh, I think, yeah. I, like, yeah, absolutely. But like with... Like with English cursive, you know, it's all, you can put a letter anywhere, basically. Yeah. Like they, they do all connect, but it's, there's no like set rule, you know, it's like yeah, this little, yeah. little mark that like ties it together and you know where the beginning of the letter is yeah. and the end of the letter yeah, is. Yeah. Um, it's not, it's not like set rule. Mm-hmm. There's like, if, if you can see that like in, in cursive or like different fonts, we have, it's not fonts, I mean... What we say is, like, there's, like, formal and informal writing, mm-hmm. which is different. Um, <clears throat> they're, like, we have, like, dots on top of letters. And in informal, like, some formal and informal, some people would use actually little, little dots, like two dots on, mm-hmm. of, uh, on top of a letter. And some people would use a dash. Okay. But if you read it, it's, like there's it's no the same wrong an- There's no wrong answer to that. It, uh, it's not, depends it depends on the context, on the context okay. like if it's like if it's supposed to be cursive and it's supposed to be written by handwritten and it's like something you can use a dash as a, as a fact of like oh like I wrote this by hand okay uh, so it, it all depends it has a lot of various things and um, we have a lot of accents as well mm-hmm. um, like in like in French you know like in that yeah yeah, yeah. whatever um yeah, so we have a lot of them as well. So, um, but those are like very, very formal, in a way that if you want to write them, um, yeah, it's very formal. But it's not you don't use that in like normal writing. Yeah, is there a like set uh, character for Arabic as there is in like English? So like, there's a character in Arabic for A. There's a character in Arabic for B. Like, is there is the number of characters the same? They're not the same. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I can't be wrong at this. and I, I, That would be so bad if I am. But <laughs> I think it, English is 26, right? Yeah. Okay. I, Arabic is 28. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So. Do you know what the difference is? I think so. Because, uh, like, for example, uh, let's take, okay. So, like, for example, we you have, we have, in English, there is, like, the letter D, right? Yeah. In Arabic, there are, like, two letters that have the same sound but different so like for example the letter like the d in english is del 
in Arabic mm-hmm. or dad. There's like different, like, how you say it, pronunciation to it. Like, like you just, I don't know, mm-hmm. like del and dad. You know, you, I don't know if that sounds a different. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I think I need to hear it in context. Can you, yeah. Can you like say um, two different words that use them? Uh, yeah. Uh, wait, I I, I just, blanked just out the one words. Word, one word using del and one word using uh, dad. Okay, so so yod, that's a dod, which is like the heavy the heavy d, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. What um, does that mean? Uh, so yod means like fisherman. Okay. Um, and let me think. Uh, and like for example, the d is like duleb. Okay. Duleb, which means like a cupboard or something. Okay. You Say know. them together. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's like duleb and so yod. Okay. You know I, mean? I can hear. Yeah. So like it's it's like a heavy and light. Yeah. Like a light D and a heavy D. That's interesting. Yeah. But they're two different characters. They are different characters, yeah. Wow. Um so there there is something like that in, in like for example in, in Arabic, like uh in English, the sound the mm-hmm. like the T H are two different characters, right? Mm-hmm. In Arabic it's just one character. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, but so that adds another character to the thing. So yeah. it just it's different. Yeah, gotcha. I mean, that's how English should be. <laughs> <laughs> English is complicated. Really? For, like, no reason. I mean, I it's easy because I know it. Yeah, yeah. But I've heard many stories from like other people who learned it as a second language, and it's like yeah. it doesn't make any sense. Like you can have a word that's spelled exactly the same. Yeah, you know, but yeah. sound, sound different. completely yeah. different and mean two opposite things, yep. you know. Yeah, and <laughs> you know why is that? Uh, yeah, so just there's like weird things like that. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Language is very interesting. Yeah. Language is different for sure. Uh, anyways, thanks for sharing about your uh, yeah, background. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Um, I've heard you mention before that you've thought about wanting to start your own podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, I did. And uh, <laughs> what would you want that podcast to be about? Hmm. It's very interesting because I have a lot of different things that I wanted to. Um, the first one thing was I want to, like, if I would do an actual podcast, I would have talk about sports, mm. specifically football, mm-hmm. soccer. Because um, it's one of my favorite things. <laughs> like, it's just, that, yeah. it's I, I know a lot about it, mm-hmm. a lot. Like, <laughs> yeah, um, like a lot. I know a lot of players and a lot of like teams and different different leagues and you different watch all divisions. The games, Absolutely, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's <laughs> it's been a, it's been a lot tougher in America because the games usually are like from 4 to 8 Mm a.m., that window, which is really tough to just wake up or like stay up, you know, to watch the games. I mean, I've done that in the World Cup. Oh, for sure. Yeah, the World Cup, we just... Yeah, I just Yeah, (laughs) just the whole day, you just turn around, you just wake up all night and just sleep in the morning when there's no games. But in the normal, normally, uh, because like school and work and stuff, it's, it's just a little bit tougher to just wake up early to just watch the game. But, um... It's something, yeah, I, I do a lot of, and, yeah. So you talk about that. Yeah, I, th- I think I think if, if I want to do anything, it will be that. 
mm-hmm. and, or video games. Nice. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I'm not. I mean, like, I, I'm not like. I mean, I'm a gamer, mm-hmm. but I love to play a lot of online video games. Mm-hmm. More into less into like single player. Okay. Um, so, what games have you been playing recently? So, I mean, FIFA, uh-huh. which is which is a football game or a soccer game, for sure. But for example, like Fortnite, mm-hmm. Apex Legends, Call of Duty, mm-hmm. uh, all of these kind of things. Um, I like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I would if if I would like actually like the first the first course the first course I took at Biola was digital tools, mm-hmm. and one of the assignments were we have to make a podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to make like ten episodes, and I did I did actually like ten episodes about FIFA. Oh wow! And there's a there's a game mode inside FIFA where you, it's called Ultimate Team, mm-hmm. which is like. You buy players into your team and you build like the the ultimate team basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I talked about it about like different formations to use, different uh, players. Or, like the players are into cards. Like the card has different yeah, attributes yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're different cards and like what what cards are it's overpowered, what cards like work, work together and stuff like that, which is like. It's something like it getting gets really nerdy, yeah, <laughs> real fast. So you know, if I, if I listen to that podcast, <laughs> I can build the ultimate team uh, based on your direction. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Yeah, because because like you can't like get any players from any anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. You have to link them into the same like league or the same club. Okay, it's just it's a, it's a little bit complicated. But once you get the hang of it, you just you know how to like you know like build yeah. like. Complicated players. I mean, not, I mean comps teams, like teams. Formation. Yeah, formations. Yeah, formations. Yeah. Who's your best player on your ultimate team? Um, my best player in my ultimate team right now. Yeah. Uh, I think. Oh, that's that's. A, I think Mohamed Salah, mm-hmm. Mo Salah, um, is in form. He's like it's in form card, which is like a boosted card when he when when a player does really well in real life. Mm-hmm. There's a special card that comes into the game mm-hmm. with boosted stats. He's so, yeah. from Egypt, right? Yeah, he's yeah. He's, he's, he's Egyptian. You had to get him on the ultimate. Yeah, team. absolutely, dude. <laughs> 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 this is like the only player that I really wanted to in my team. Okay, wait. Here's a question. Yeah. How hurt were you after he got hurt in the Champions League final? Well, here's the really interesting thing, because I'm a Real Madrid fan. Oh, no. All right? And at the Champions League final last year, if the viewers who don't know, Real Madrid played Liverpool in the final. And Mohamed Salah plays in Liverpool. And I'm a Real Madrid fan. Mm-hmm. So. And this was like two months before the World Cup. Yeah. Mohamed Salah, one of the best players in the world at the time. Everyone's super excited to watch him <laughs> in the World Cup, okay? Yeah. And we haven't been to the World Cup for over 30 years. Just letting this out there. This yeah, was the so this first was year. This a huge deal. Yeah, and he was going to carry the team <laughs> on his back. <laughs> it's a very, it's a, it's a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Um and I was, <laughs> I was almost hated by my friends that I root for Real Madrid, mm-hmm. but I, I was I was absolutely like very like very devastated that he was injured mm-hmm. because of the World Cup. Yeah, here's the thing. Yeah, yeah. But so in the first like twenty minutes of the game, yeah, he gets he, Real he gets Madrid. Injured. One yeah. of the Real Madrid players that hurts Salah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Um, it, like and he couldn't play in the World Cup. He played like a he little played bit. like like couple of games. 
Um, but not then, full form. And no, no, not not full form. Not as as aggressive he he could be or should be. Yeah, he was afraid that he would get injured. Like, yeah, it was. Really it, it's sad. tough. Yeah, it was really tough. Um, I, I I was absolutely devastated by the performance of Egyptian football team. By the way, um, it was really sad. Yeah, at least you guys were there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like it's <laughs> like. Oh my god! I, I just can't. I, the team can play a lot better, but it just yeah. I mean, the experience of Egypt in the World Cup is something that, as, as I said, like we have never experienced that in thirty years. Mm-hmm. I, in your whole life, in, in my whole life, yeah, it's yeah. Just literally like it's my first time ever seeing my my country in the World Cup. Yeah. Um. So it's it's it was definitely like a very great experience to see that, but yeah. Yeah, that's but so disappointing too, you know. <laughs> it is. I was so sad. I was so yeah. mad watching. I'm not a Real Madrid yeah. fan, and I was so mad when that happened. And I was like, "Oh, Sergio, <laughs> hate that guy, man." I mean, I know why people would hate him, but um, honestly, like, <laughs> <laughs> you love him too much. Not really. I mean, he's great. Like, no one can deny his so his greatness. Yeah. But I, I don't think that he intentionally wanted to do that to me. I think Mozart. he did. <laughs> Here's the thing. Maybe maybe I'm biased, but I don't know. I don't think I, he meant to take him out of the World Cup for yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But when you're in the moment. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like, I mean in, in the football game, like in, in a final, you want to set the pace. Yeah. He, oh, he, the, I think the, he just yeah. wanted to show that. Show him yeah, that, I like, can hurt you. Yeah, like step off. Was, <laughs> exactly. Was so, so, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that was controversial, but yeah, it's it's, it's the game, you know. So, I know. Yeah. I was so sad. Though. <laughs> I was really bummed. <laughs> and then Real Madrid won. I, yeah, I'm so sick and tired of that. <laughs> Sorry, dude. No, Sorry. You're, you're absolutely fine, dude. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> That's the fun part about football. Yeah. So. Yeah. The hating Real Madrid is the fun part. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh boy. Yeah, but they're so good. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, they're out now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We after like after the last year, we've we've been winning three consecutive Champions League, which is like the most crazy. Yeah, um, but after that, like our manager left, and our best player Cristiano Ronaldo left, so uh, the team was just in chaos. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So I think now it's getting rebuilt again. Like the, the same manager came back. Zidane back. Yeah, they they brought mm-hmm. Zidane back and. I think they're, we're we're improving because mm-hmm. yeah the the players are attracted to the club again. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, Zidane yeah. is a huge part. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and Ronaldo gone. It's like <laughs> it was sad. Yeah, yeah, it, it's about to happen. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I, know. so I actually was surprised that he left. Really? I mean, he's been there for so long. Yeah. I guess it makes sense. Two thousand nine. I remember. <laughs> it was just like when you're on top like that for so long. And the, like yeah. you're still on top, like it's not like the team was doing bad, and then he left. You know, yeah, he's the yeah. best player in the world on like the best team in the world. Yeah, and then he just left. Yeah, so, you know, I was shocked. <laughs> I feel like the the, the idea of li- like leave when you're great better than leave when you're not. Mm-hmm. The idea of like I'm gonna I'm just I'm not gonna stay in this club till I'm benched. You know, like yeah. I'm not gonna play anymore. Like I'm getting old. But yeah, I mean, if he can bring yeah. Juventus to the top. 
Yeah, exactly. And then, I think that's a challenge for him because yeah. he played with with Real Madrid for ten years, yeah. and the last the last five years, the, the last six six years, he won four or five out of the Champions Leagues. Yeah, and he won all, uh, how many Ballon d'Or, which is like the best player in the world. Yeah. So I think like. From his perspective, just, uh, he it's accomplished like everything. Challenge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he accomplished he, yeah, everything. If he can do the same thing for Juventus, then exactly. he is undeniably exactly. the greatest player. The great, yeah. You know? So yeah. maybe that's I mean, the draw. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> we wouldn't say that because like, we'd take a lot of people by saying <laughs> Ronaldo and Messi and stuff. So just I mean, going to keep this off. I used to be more of a Messi <laughs> fan, but he's, he's falling off. <laughs> Not gonna lie, he's been disappointing the last couple of years. Oh my god, yeah. dude, you're gonna get a lot of people triggered. Yeah, All right. soccer fans don't really listen. This is not a soccer podcast, so it's safe. Yeah, it's safe. This is okay. safe. All the people yeah. listening are like, what, what are they talking about? Yeah, I, I, we lost half of them probably. I know, like, I know. <laughs> my parents are still listening. That's it. Oh, that's know? cool. My dad will be like, oh yeah. And then he was waiting for me to ask you about it. So really? <laughs> Yeah, That's we cool. talk. We still talk about it. Like, yeah, a lot, you know, so, yeah. <laughs> That's great. I grew up soccer. My dad's a coach and really runs a club in Brea. Dang. Um, yeah. So he's traveled. Would, yeah, around I would the world actually love and, uh, to see, to to visit that. Yeah. Yeah. I actually have a coaching license. Oh, you do? That. Yeah. Really? Do you I, need a coaching job? <laughs> <laughs> I actually searched for one when I first got a license, but I was just, uh, I don't know. Is it a D? Uh, I think, I think, was it a D or an E? Might be an E. I, it might be an E, the first one. So yeah. it's, it's probably an E. Mm-hmm. That's like seven to nine, right? Or like nine to 11? I don't know. It's like, yeah, little I don't kids. Have one, but <laughs> yeah. So I got, I, I got that when I, in one second year I came here. Nice. Yeah. So have you coached since that? I have not, no. Okay. I mean, I coached, I coached like, in, in a camp mm-hmm. once in like when I was in Egypt uh, like I, I, I ran like a rating a training mm-hmm. for, for the kids but I haven't no mm-hmm. um, yeah well if you're looking if you're actually looking no I'm serious if you're actually, I'm actually can, yeah. I can introduce you I would l- absolutely love to yeah okay. uh, yeah it's something that I, re- I really love and like I don't know if you know the game football manager uh, no it's a it's a game. It's like really really nerdy game. Mm-hmm. It's just it's into just, the weeds of managing football. It's just like the business side, but it's, it's a game. <laughs> yeah, it's literally that. It's yeah. like it's all you do is signing players, set formations, and instructions, and just talking to players or whatever, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And you watch the game. Watch you watch the players yeah. just play. And if you lose, you lose. If you win, you win. You know, like mm-hmm. it's all you do is just the managing side, which is something I love. This game. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So that sounds like you're really passionate about coaching. Absolutely, well. yeah. But have yeah. You, is there a reason you're just more passionate about art, or like that's what you want to do? Have you thought about um, like, oh, maybe I do want to be a coach? And uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I really wanted to be a coach, and I really looked into this, but. The idea is not to to live on it in a sense of like, first of all, I'm, I haven't played a, foot, a professional football. Yeah, you know, I so, mean, neither have most of the people coaching in Brea. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, don't, you don't need to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. When I when I when I first thought about this was I wanted actually to go into like actual clubs. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would love to explore if if the opportunity came to. 
to coach like a, a club, a, a local club or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something I'm really passionate about. I, I really love. So, yeah. I'm, yeah, maybe I'll. Uh, yeah, absolutely. My dad will listen to this. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe he'll give you a call. I don't know. Hey, love dad. I would love to. Rafiq. <laughs> <laughs> Rafiq here wants to be a coach. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so how do you. Here's something we can talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, soccer is often talked about as the beautiful game, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to hear your thoughts on like the artistic side and the beautiful side of soccer. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, this is an arts podcast, so let's tie it back in, you know. Um, (laughs) um, What about football do you find very attractive and, uh, you know, artistic about it? Um, So here's the thing that I think would draw me more into, actually, like, the old sports, not just soccer, and specifically soccer, and or as well mm-hmm. is the problem solving part of it, mm. and the problem solving part of it is in, in art and in design. So what draw me into is okay, how do I convey this message through colors, through drawings, through not words, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the other side, the things that you do is what I f- what I personally found attractive and um, artistic about the game. Of, of soccer is the coaching side or the managing side mm-hmm. which is what tactics do you use and how do you use these players to be the opponent mm-hmm. which which their manager is doing the same thing so it's it's a constant imp- not improvement but it's a constant change and constant adaption mm-hmm. into the game and um, I also f- feel I've read, I've read a lot about this, too, is how football is not just a game. I, I, I absolutely hate when someone say that. <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a sport. Yeah. If, if someone really thinks that, I can have a, a whole conversation about how it's not. Because I feel like, especially soccer, I don't, I'm not necessarily in America because America is different because, like, America has baseball, basketball, and American football is most dominant. Yeah. But in other parts of the world, that the football speaks like a lot about how the country's run, not not run, but like how the the culture, the culture is, is yeah. functioning. And, uh... Uh, yeah, I've actually like I've actually read about this. Uh, um, the idea of like Italian football is very defensive, and the, the one of the main reasons that is is long back one of their presidents uh, in in a World Cup they called them and it's like if you did not win this World Cup they're in the final you you I will kill you all basically mm-hmm. so their their ideal goal is not to win but their ideal goal is not to, to lose to not lose yeah exactly so that carried on into Italian football and into defensive and into the the ideology of if you lose you die. Mm. You know, which 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 makes Italian football very quote unquote boring. Mm. It's it's very defensive. It's just you defense and you wait on the opponent's team to just make a mistake and you mm-hmm. just capitalize on it. Uh, so that's one example of how how actual like politics and like the culture of the thing just influence the playing style. Yeah. Um, so but I it think, also you know, influences the. 
the normal population as well. And Absolutely. The community that's built up Absolutely. around that. Yeah. And you've talked about this before, and I've experienced it uh, going to different countries, um, how the people gather, you know, and how it's such a big part of uh, a community gathering is to watch a game and to connect over that. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah. it's not just a game that's going on. It's a game that's bringing people bring, together. Bringing people together, yeah. Absolutely. Especially, like, like from my experience in Egypt, it's it's one thing. Like, I'm, I'm not, like, I'm very, like, not sad, but I'm just disappointed that I'm, I wasn't in Egypt when the World Cup, when Egypt went to the World Cup. Because mm-hmm. I know oh, was probably how amazing yeah. the, the, just the atmosphere. the atmosphere is there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I feel like it just I think the football the game is it's very beautiful in a sense of it just brings people together in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if if you lose, if 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 someone like had a terrible accident or whatever, if you see the whole community just feeling for each other and like like whatever, you know what I mean? It's it's I don't know. It's it's a whole culture that. Um, some people under, like undermine it with the idea mm-hmm. of just a game. Yeah, know? I think so. To me, the community is like the biggest part. Yeah, um, yeah. of like how influential, influential it is. Yeah, um, but I do like your examples of like the, po- the political influence yeah. and how it, uh, you know, to, to other parts of the of the world mm-hmm. outside of America, it's yeah. like literally life or death. You know, yeah, and yeah. Uh, it's so important. Um, and yeah, I think. I'm just wondering, like, how that compares to, like, what are the parallels between uh, that and, you know, maybe like art galleries or something, you mm-hmm. know? And uh, a simple comparison is the community, the art community, uh, and galleries and mm-hmm. museums, a place to bring people together. Yeah. Um, Art often reflects the culture around it and what it's trying to say and the politics yeah. behind that um, and how that is communicated. And, you know, players can do that on the field as well, mm. um, you know, by taking a stand for something or, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, just communicating, yeah. what, they're communicating what they're all about and yeah. how they play yeah. and what they say to... Uh, yeah. Others are on like the after <laughs> after game yeah. interviews, you yeah. know. Um, there's a Is it, yeah, there's, very creative, there's a, yeah. There's yeah. a connection there for sure. Um, yeah, I feel like this idea of community and speaking what do you have is 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 incredible. Um, there's a couple of examples of it's. It's mostly political. I don't know why, but <laughs> uh, like a team once just lost on purpose because they weren't agreeing with what's happening in their country. Mm. And who was this? Uh, I got, I think it's Bosnia or something. It's just like it. Yeah, they're they're not like yeah. quote unquote famous countries like that we know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like this is one of like, one example that uh, and that shows how important football is. To this country, you know, yeah. like if 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 the country doesn't care about football, then the football team losing on purpose didn't serve anything. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Doesn't they have any meaning? But it, it did a lot because people of this country care so much about football. Yeah, and when they see the team doing that, then then there's there's a problem. You know? Yeah. So yeah. 
and especially in other parts of the world, it's probably the most influential aspect of a culture. Absolutely. Sometimes because of how unifying it is for the culture. And that's something that everyone in Egypt gets behind, you know, everyone in when I went yes. to Morocco, they, they mm. got behind yeah. it, you know, yeah. it's, that's what it's built on. It's not just yeah. one thing to do. It's like, that is what you do yeah. and what yeah. you talk about and what you exactly uh, bond over. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the examples of like losing on purpose, you know, they only do that because they know it's actually going to have an impact. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not like, like if a team in the MLS lost on purpose <laughs> as like a, a protest, uh, a protest to Donald Trump, you know. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't even matter. Yeah. You know, no yeah. one cares. Yeah. And there's no tie, no correlation between that. So it's foreign yeah. to us to think about. Um, mm, yeah. yeah but it's so mean. closely related uh, elsewhere. Yeah. I mean, even in, even in England, like, uh, oh, the fact that players there are, like, knighted, you know, like yeah. Sir yeah. Wayne Rooney and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> That was incredible. Um, you know, the, yeah. the, that's just goes to show you how important it is to the culture. Yeah. The fact that yeah. someone who is so great at this sport um, is recognized by the queen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's insane. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, to us here, you yeah. know, it's not. It's, actually, this is the thing, same, it's same thing with Egypt. It's not, he's not like knighted, but like, like the president absolutely like, like mentions Musa and like, and like all the great soccer players or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, like it's something that, like, as in like England and I think in Egypt, uh, those are like the two most like prominent for me. Like when I saw, what I what I saw is, oh, the like the president or like the president's family. It's, they're like so into attending the games and like congratulation playing uh, congratulating players or something mm-hmm. like getting on the field or something. Yeah. Like, it's just something that's kind of foreign. It's like pride. Yeah, uh, to yeah. the rest of the world. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, oh, here's who we have. Yeah, this is our player, our team. You know, and I'm like yeah. everyone in Egypt is so proud of Salah for being so great in Absolutely. in the yeah. Premier League. You know, and yeah. the fact that he's reached such heights yeah. is uh, something to be proud of. So yeah, for sure, yeah, I agree. And I was thinking, like, it's here, like. Uh, when a team, when an NFL team like wins uh, the Super Bowl, Super Bowl, they'll often go to like the White House, you know, yeah, or like yeah, the basketball yeah. team will have like a White House dinner or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's definitely like recognition. Yeah, never yeah. soccer. Yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah. but the difference is that there's no cross cultural engagement happening, yeah. and there's uh, we're not sending NFL players to other countries to mm. play, represent yeah. America. You yeah, know, it's yeah. basically all internal. Um, so it's some. all of this is like something that America doesn't experience and yeah, isn't yeah. really a part of. So, yeah. but, I feel like yeah, what you mentioned is like that getting players from other countries is, is very interesting because most leagues would buy different players from different countries and different even continents. And it's something that is really beautiful. You can see the different play styles and like mm-hmm. how different countries offer different things yeah. in their players. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's 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 very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why Champions League is so great. Exactly, <laughs> it yeah. brings them all together. It brings them all together. Um, yeah. And the World Cup, of course, incredible. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, there's a couple American players in other countries, you know. <laughs> Not a lot. Our only good one right now is Pulisic. Pulisic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's going to Chelsea, so that's good. That's inc- that's awesome. That's a yeah. big deal. I'm super yeah. excited about that. Yeah. Um, he's gonna be great. He's, he's so good. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, hopefully he stays that way. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. It's always yeah. just hopefully. Um. But yeah, it's such like a. That's an inch, like yeah. Kind of, these players do travel. It's like a global market, basically. Um, yeah. And another way that soccer is unifying the local community, but also the, you know, yeah. the worldwide yeah. community. Absolutely. It's a powerful thing. <laughs> it is very powerful, especially, like, I could see that. And, like, when when Mosala went to Liverpool, they were following on Facebook and, like, Twitter and Instagram, like, doubled by millions I bet just because all the just Egyptians. Egyptians just follow the team because of him mm-hmm. you know um, like I have I have friends that, that visited Egypt recently and they told me like if if Liverpool game is on Mo Salah is on and he's playing it's the game that's been shown on in the streets you know mm-hmm. if Mo, Mo Salah subbed off then the game is not important anymore, you know. Yeah. So that's that's how important it is for for people to have pride in him. So yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. That <laughs> opens up like a whole new market, yeah. marketing strategy. <laughs> like if you have if if Liverpool had the option, you know, partic- between like uh, Mo Salah or like uh, some other yeah. you know star player who was who's been in the league already. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's you know, here's like, an interesting fact and like especially speaking about that and marketing, uh, I've read about this. Um, do you know who Sir Alex Ferguson is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, he's, he's a, one of the greatest managers of all time, of, of, of all time in football uh, and soccer. So he, he's in his knight, book... He's knighted. He's knighted, Sir yeah. Sir Alex Ferguson. <laughs> um, Just for being a coach of soccer, he yeah. was recognized uh, um, by the Queen. In his book, he wrote about this, and he wrote about how Manchester United, um, in the beginning of the th- in, in 2000s, they would... Uh, purposefully get um, Asian players in mm-hmm. to uh, like he, like uh, Jason Park uh, yeah, was a Jason midfielder. Park. I love Jason Park. Yeah, he's he great. was so fun to watch. Yeah, he was actually great. And w- the main reason they got him is to reach the their the population, mm-hmm. and their marketing strategy worked. And there are a lot yeah. of the, yeah, like the, picking picking another English player is exactly from, from like Chelsea to be one of your yeah, forwards. Yeah. That doesn't expand your market because all the English, the English country is already watching. Already, yeah, already watching and knowing. You know, yeah. but picking Salar, picking Jason Park, you know, yeah. all the people in those countries start watching exactly. and start buying exactly. jerseys and yep. the, jerseys and like so much more growth and marketing potential there. Yeah, which absolutely. I had never even thought of, but yeah. it's so true. It's um, very interesting. It's very interesting aspect of football that it's it's probably just goes on unseen or like un- yeah. unnoticed it, well is, we don't it doesn't happen here like even if yeah. an American player does get picked up uh, like say Pulisic at yeah. Chelsea I'm sure there's going to be a lot of American interest yeah. in Chelsea yeah. but not it's not going to be huge yeah. and yeah. even then Americans are who are watching soccer are already watching yeah and have a team chosen from like the Premier League, so yeah. Pulisic on Chelsea isn't going to make them want to yeah, choose yeah. Chelsea, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. that was very interesting. Yeah, they should have chose someone else. No. <laughs> 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 uh, they should have chose yeah. 
anyone. Yeah, we can see that also like in Mexican culture. Uh, I mean, like Mexicans love football and love soccer, and they have their teams and everything. But maybe that's the U.S. strategy. U.S. Is, yeah. gets all the Mexican players, <laughs> all the Mexican fans. I mean, yeah, go to the games. Yeah, yeah, get the yeah. jerseys. Actually, that's, that's how the stadiums are filling up. Yeah, especially exactly. in SoCal. Yeah, in SoCal, you know? absolutely. Um, like they're the um, their young prospect now. Um, oh my god, I'm blanking his name. Which team? Uh, Lozano. Oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah. He he plays in 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 Holland, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and like a, a team called PSV. It's a team that there's some people that he's great in, but like in a te- in a in a league that no one watches in, mm-hmm. but. Every Mexican know who he is and how he does, and watch their highlights and watch their games. You know, yeah, it's that's a way for a smaller team to get on the map. You know, is exactly exactly that. Yeah, that's so interesting. This, yeah, <laughs> I hadn't even thought about like that marketing strategy, but it's yeah. so true. Like if true. they had the choice between you know Salah or like some other English player, like you gotta choose yeah. Salah. You know, <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot that goes in. Um, but yeah, anything you want to like close no. with, or uh, any other thoughts or ideas? No, that's thanks for having me, man. For that was, sure, that was thanks a, for being that was a pleasure. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I also love soccer. Uh, yeah. I'm not like as committed to like keeping up with it. Yeah, yeah. But the, 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 all the big games I watch, I, I follow the news, and my dad yeah, really talk yeah. about it with my dad. And if a game's cool. on, so yeah. try also try and support like uh, LAFC and uh, yeah, <laughs> Galaxy with the, Galaxy, yeah. Uh, Zlatan. 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 So good, dude. Uh, did you watch the first game he played? Yeah. Like, insane. The insane. He's, he, I don't know. He's in, he's so good. He's so good. Yeah. Have you watched his documentary? I actually haven't. There's, no. It's like Being Zlatan or something. Oh, it's I It's on Netflix. Yeah, it's I really should, good. I really, it's really should watch good. it. Yeah. He's such an interesting guy. Um, but yeah, he's so good. And I remember like 10 plus years ago you know when i was a young kid my dad like talking about him being like oh, ibrahimovic yeah. was so good <laughs> he was like one of his favorite players and i was like yeah, yeah. you know i was just trying, at that point i was like still learning i was like really into Wait, it at that time yeah. watching with my dad all the time yeah i, I became an arsenal fan <laughs> at a young age that went uh, out of the window real quick <laughs> yeah well at the, i was are. i loved fabregas okay yeah he was my favorite player and yeah. had my favorite number four. Okay. And played my position uh-huh. center mid, so I like became attached to him. And yeah. I like was like, okay, he's gonna be my favorite player. Yeah. And so that's how I became an Arsenal fan. Yeah. Um, it's a funny fact because like how I became Real Madrid fan was the same thing. Like Roberto Carlos was like a left back, mm-hmm. and he wore my he wore number six. He changed it to three a couple of times, but mm-hmm. he wore number six and my favorite number. And it was like he's it was a left footed too as me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I see myself in this guy. It's like, that's, that's how I fell in love with this team and, like, what he does and just took off from there, which is pretty interesting. Yeah. It's yeah. it's nice to find that connection. It's interesting how people, uh, yeah, you know, choose a team to follow and yeah. Uh, yeah. find a player to like. But, yeah, when he when yeah. Fabregas moved to Barcelona, Barcelona. I was, like, so bummed. <laughs> I was like, no. And also, like, he sat on the bench for a long time. Yeah. Like, he didn't get any playing time until, like, two years after he was there. Yeah. Um, and he started starting again, uh, but I was like, I was kind of bummed. But yeah. <laughs> and then they just had Van Persie for a while, and then he yeah, left. He left. And, uh, they had like no one. <laughs> uh, but now they're doing pretty. I mean, they've always done like 
They're, 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 they're always, they're always decent. decent. Yeah. They're always yeah. too decent. They never win, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're known for their fourth, fourth position yeah, fourth in the, the league. All the time. <laughs> it's crazy that Wenger's gone, finally. Yeah. I mean, he's been there for a long time, dude. Dude, <laughs> you, like, you know how long he's been there. The idea that I, I just thought that the team was named after him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, his name is Arsene Wenger. That's the coach's name. Yeah, and the team is Arsenal. So, like, since I just followed football, he was there, and I thought the team was his, like, Arsenal, Arsenal. He named the team. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, but, like, now I just grow older and just know that they had no connection. But To me, he was just the lesser Alex Ferguson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, just as, like, long-term coach there, but not as The rivalry between them is insane, though. Yeah. Yeah. And then... But he never, I don't know, he just never had as much success. Yeah, yeah. Except with, like, Henri and... Uh, he He's the, probably, like, one of... He, he got he got a whole season unbeaten, which is the golden, like, era of Arsenal, which yeah, is yeah. something Sir Alex Ferguson never did, so... Mm. That's, that's a plus. Arsene Wenger's brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so fun. Uh, we could talk about this forever. I know. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for coming yeah. on. Thanks, uh, you. Thanks, man. It's been great. Thank All you. right, see ya. See you.